Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 146 of the Rough Cut Retrospective, a podcast that brings you pop culture, media, movie, TV conversations amidst the apocalypse. I am your host, Jackson Mahiran, but you have to call me Nighthawk. And joined with me, another human who shares my affinity for elf culture, it's Carter Sims. Hello, Carter. I just like to smile. Smiling is my favorite. (laughs) What's up? How you doing, buddy? (laughs) I'm doing tremendous. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to talk about uh, uh, an individual today. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are talking, uh, of course, Will Ferrell today. Yep. um, In honor of Stray's being released released uh this weekend uh the latest will ferrell uh joint and he's been popping off with barbie too so he's like mm-hmm. back in the in the zeitgeist uh so we're gonna do a little will ferrell conversation i think you're bringing in some some divisive takes perhaps i think I'm, so i'm we'll so see. thrilled <laughs> uh yeah it should be fun uh to visit will ferrell in a little retrospective so yeah i'm excited how about you I'm really excited too. I had a lot of fun prepping for this episode. So, yay. Let's do it. Carter, tell me something, boy. Tell me something, boy. Oh, baby. Um, first and foremost, uh, I went and saw uh, Dead Reckoning Part One again. Went back to nice. the theater and it still rips. I'm happy it's to say. So um, just a wonderful theater experience. Still a lot of people in the theater for it being out for like a month now, mm-hmm. which is, which is nice. Because apparently it's like losing like a hundred million dollars or something, allegedly. Um, really? Okay. It didn't make its money back. Apparently at that and like Dial of Destiny are kind of in the same boat, apparently. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I find that hard to believe with Mission Impossible. I think they wanted those IMAX screens bad and they didn't get them. So yeah, which is a bummer. Unfortunate. But because uh, they advertised it on IMAX for like a year and then. Yeah. Didn't and then get it. Oppenheimer <laughs> was like, no, we'll take these. Uh, so yeah, that was, that's still good. Proud to say still good. Uh, can I tell you something that's not good? Because I saw yes. that you watched the, uh, the first of this, uh, yes. duality of movies. This yeah. <laughs> uh, I went to see the Meg two colon the trench. <laughs> nice. Um, and you saw the Meg, you watched the Meg for the first time. I did. Week, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what were your thoughts on the Meg? I loved your yeah. review by the way. So I streamed. Yes, I did. <laughs> I streamed the Meg on Max, I believe, because Abby really wanted to watch it. And I was like, sure. Like, we knew it was going to be a bad movie. I don't think I was prepared for how bad of a movie that this was. <laughs> um, Jason Statham, I I get the appeal of him. Like, he is like an action star. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. Just it, it was not very good. Um, I think my review was like, <laughs> the producers talking about like oh yeah this movie is great but we need to get ruby rose and like the wettest sloppiest hairstyle like <laughs> possible for her um just truly truly insane yeah well, yeah was, what do you think of the sequel um the second one is worse jackson um it's, really okay that's hard to do i think that's crazy it's, uh an abomination uh i yeah. i rarely give out half star reviews Mm-hmm. I gave the Meg two colon the trench a half star. <gasps> I wow. uh, I walked out before the credits even started playing, like towards the end of the movie. <laughs> I walked out. I was offended. It's a sci-fi movie. 
in terms of its effects and its storytelling. It's just really, really poor. There's not even a lot of sharks going on either. It's like, uh, like dinosaurs and stuff too. And you're like, what, what's going on? So I do not recommend the Meg too. Uh, in That's case you amazing. were thinking about going to see it, I'd wait till it comes on Max for you and Abby to watch as well. Finally, the last thing I checked out was the last voyage of the Demeter that uh, Twitter has just been claiming as Dracula on a boat that the movie would have done better if it was mm-hmm. just called Dracula on a boat. Cause that's what the movie is. And uh, it was fine. Uh, nothing special, nothing great, nothing bad per se, but it was fine. It was a nice fun little uh, night at the theater. I was the only one in the theater. So I, uh, yeah, it was a good time. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was my week at the, uh, the movies. Yeah. Uh, what about you, buddy? What are you into? Yeah, uh, not. I haven't been into the movies yet. I do want to try to get out to see one Blue Beetle this week, and I still want to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Um, but this week we stayed in and watched The Meg on Max. Uh, we watched about six Will Ferrell movies in prep for the pod. And nice. spoiler, a lot of them did not make my list. I thought that some would, and I was like, oh, no, these were not nearly as good as I remembered. Excited. Um, so there's there's that. Um, but more importantly, I've been watching season two of Abbott Elementary because it's on Hulu for some Ooh, reason. Okay. Um, and it's so good. I just love it. The great uh Will They Won't They uh with with Janine and Greg is so good. And I just love that show. I think if you're like really itching for like a Parks and Rec office type show, like this is the show to check out. And it has like style. a more yeah, like the like the mockumentary. Um it has like this like I think the humor is like way more updated for like our audience. I think mm-hmm. um, it's really good, and, and I recommend it a lot. So nice. I guess I should have mentioned. Yeah. I forgot about TV. I started only murders in the building this week. Finally, nice. Okay, I've so. been meaning to check Hulu. I've, I've been sleeping on Hulu for a while, and I need to get back in. I want to start some some shows on there. Yeah, I just needed a new show, and season three just dropped, so I figured mm-hmm. I would start the catch up on it because I love Steve Martin and Martin Short. And I, I yeah. like Selena Gomez. I wouldn't say I'm her biggest fan, but I'm a fan, I guess. You might be fan. after this. Who's to say? I don't know. So, so yeah. Wonderful. Well, should we get into the thick of it, Jackson? Let's do it. Amazing. Let's go on to my precious. My precious. If you haven't done it in a while. Uh, I think I the last one we did was uh will smith that can't be right i'm sure we've done one since then on on an actor was matthew mcconaughey more recent than will smith i don't know maybe tom hanks was the most recent of all of them Mm. i can't recall anyway (laughs) we're doing a will ferrell (laughs) retrospective today uh we're going to talk about uh will ferrell his uh his uh aura in our lives and uh Mm -hmm. we'll do some top fives uh will ferrell movies and, and things like that but um I wanted to return the favor when Jackson does like deep dives of like comic books stuff when we do comic episodes of the character. So I thought I'd give a deep dive background of Will Ferrell, the person, before we dive in and talk about what Will Ferrell is to us and our favorites and maybe our least favorites of Will Ferrell too. I don't know. So I'm going to start here, Jackson. Uh, in July 16th, 1967, uh, when Will Ferrell was born <laughs> on a nice sunny day. And uh, I, I learned a lot about Will Ferrell's early childhood when I was doing some research. I learned that his okay. father uh, played the keys and the saxophone for the Righteous Brothers. That was his That's job. Awesome. And <laughs> uh, his parents got divorced at an early age. 
And as a person in show business, his dad didn't want Will, his son, to go into the entertainment industry because he mm-hmm. was away from home a lot and the paychecks were never steady. So Farrell kind of grew up in an environment that made him not want to go into show business and instead find a steady job, which uh, he was bad at steady jobs, it turns out. <laughs> um, but we'll get there. Um, Farrell kind of cites uh, third grade as a pivotal year for him because he realized he could make his classmates laugh if he pretended to smash his head against the wall or tripped and fell down on purpose. And he said (laughs) that it was a great way to make friends. Uh, So that's wonderful. Just being the class clown. And he, he lived, he grew up in like Irvine, California. Mm -hmm. And he said that the dullness of Irvine contributed to the growth of his humor, which I think is (laughs) amazing. Uh, His senior year of high school, uh, Will Ferrell had a, and a friend would perform comedy sketches over the school's intercom system. And with cooperation from the principal, they weren't just like being some pranksters, although he mm-hmm. did. He was a, quite a prankster. And I'll get there also. Uh, the two had to write their own material. And then Farrell performed his skits at the talent show. He was voted best personality by his classmates in the yearbook superlatives category, which is wonderful. Uh, and then he enrolled in USC, which is now a Big Ten school. People forget uh, <laughs> where where he studied sports broadcasting uh, and joined a frat Delta Tau Delta. Uh, like old school-esque style, which is a movie we might talk mm-hmm. about later. I don't know. Um, in college, he was known for his pranks. Uh, the most famous one, I don't know if you know about this, but on occasion he would dress in a janitor's outfit and stroll into his friend's classes. And that was it. That was the the gist of the <laughs> prank. He would just come in with a mop and just mop the classes. Um, and then he was also known for <laughs> streaking around campus uh, in, in, in college. So... All of this is trans- translating well to uh, what his first like big role would be, which would be like old school. Um, mm-hmm. And then he got an internship at a television station and he hated it. So after he graduated, he had a degree in everything, had a degree in like sports information, but he knew he didn't want to do that. So he took up a job as a hotel valet uh, on a second day. He tore a baggage rack off the top of a van trying to drive it under a low beam. So he quickly quit that. He moved on to work at Wells Fargo as a teller, but he came up $300 short the first day and was not stealing the money, but he was just like, just careless and lost the money. So (laughs) he was really bad at like normal jobs. So in 1991, his mom actually encouraged him to pursue the things he liked, which was doing skits and bits and comedy routines and things. So Farrell moved to Los Angeles where he uh, joined the Groundlings Improv Group, which is a big time Mm -hmm. improv group out there like the second city of, of uh, LA uh, developed his improv skills. And then due to SNL's decline in popularity, the season before they like really needed some new juice, some new cast members uh, in like 1995. So a producer saw the groundlings show and asked Will Ferrell, Chris Kattan and Sherry O'Terry to all audition for SNL uh, that year. They all got on. Mm-hmm. And uh, Farrell joined the cast and he was there for seven years uh, as a cast member. And he hosted the show five times. So he's a member of the five timers club as well. And obviously during his time on SNL, he made a name for himself playing Harry Carey, George Bush, uh, James Lipton, the inside the actor studio guy, uh, the Unabomber, which is an all time <laughs> classic of mine. And obviously Alex Trebek. A lot of these characters, as well as obviously Cowbell, things like that, mm-hmm. that he's known for. 
And while he was on SNL, he started getting these small roles in movies like Austin Powers and Night at the Roxbury and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, all these things. He actually got Zoolander while he was still on SNL. So that was kind of a big, big deal for him. And then uh, when he left SNL, he had his first big starring role in Old School in 2003. And then it was Mm -hmm. kind of off to the races from there because he was uh, received an MTV Movie Award nomination for Best Comedic Performance. There you go. From here, it kind of takes off for him. Stars in a lot of comedies, TV shows. And one thing that people are, are, maybe he might be an unsung hero in is that he really becomes a big producer and a big producing partner with with Adam McKay. Mm -hmm. Obviously, now that relationship has kind of fizzled out, which I find fascinating um, all over the, um, do you know about this? That him and I don't actually, they they don't get along anymore. So they used to be like producing partners, their production company. Uh, I think it's Gary Sanchez productions. Mm -hmm. Um, they don't really work together all over. Um, it's all over the, uh, the squabbles with winning time, you know, the, the, the Lakers, um, series Mm -hmm. on there. And it all had to do with, and I'm, I had to look up which role it was that he didn't get, but it was essentially that um, Will Ferrell wanted the starring role in the series, not as Magic Johnson, obviously, um, <laughs> as like the coach or something, as the as the John C. Riley character. Uh, gotcha. And apparently, Adam McKay just like sidebarred him and like told him he had the role, but then like didn't cast him in the role. And so they like, there's bad blood between them now. So they aren't producing partners anymore, actually. Weird. Okay. Which is super strange. And to give it to John C. Riley, who like they've worked together in so many movies too. Like it, that's weird. Yeah. So it's like in a way that he would, it's weird that Will Ferrell would be like really mad about it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I feel, I think it was just like a, a trust thing, I guess, but Mm. I don't know. The whole, the whole thing seems, seems um, pretty shaky. So but yeah, him and um, him and Adam McKay obviously have done a lot of great work together. We will probably discuss that throughout, mm-hmm. maybe or maybe lack thereof, uh, of of quality. It's as Jackson may believe. We'll see. Um, but but yeah, and then some of his producing credits that I just want to mention is he helped launch uh, Funny or Die mm-hmm. and um, Eastbound and Down. He was a producer on, and then movies that you might not think about. Uh, he was a producer on Vice. Booksmart, Hustlers, The Menu, and uh, obviously one of the uh, key contributors to get Succession off the ground too, which is which is neat. So, Crazy, yeah. So that's kind of where uh, where we are with Will Ferrell mm-hmm. and uh, his career and his uh, acting, producing credits, and things like that. So, which brings us to how we think uh, and feel about Will Ferrell. So mm-hmm. I want to start with you, Jackson. Um, What's your relationship to to Will Ferrell? Uh, I love Will Ferrell. He was definitely like a weird fundamental part of my childhood, I think. Because I think of all the like raunchy comedies that we would watch growing up were like almost entirely Will Ferrell, if not like a Seth Rogen movie. But like, yeah, I don't know. I think everyone growing up was quoting all jacked up on Mountain Dew from Talladega Nights. And (laughs) just like for some reason, we watched a lot of... uh, that one where he's like in back, he like goes to the center of the earth and he, Oh, uh, land of the lost land of the lost. We watched yeah. a lot of that for some reason, despite <laughs> it being terrible, like watched a I lot of kicking Peters. and screaming. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like he was always definitely like a big presence and obviously like the Alex Trebek stuff, like always was like really big. Like we always watched like his sketches for uh-huh. SNL and stuff too. 
yeah, I, I feel the same way as you that he has like always been present in my life because mm-hmm. he kind of took off big in at least in the movie world when we were like seven years old. At least I yeah. was like seven or eight. So it was like prime impressionable time on me where mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not allowed to watch these probably right now, but I'm like, <laughs> yeah, super sneak, raunchy. Sneak into it, like because they're not all elfs and things like that, mm-hmm. which were definitely probably the entry point for me. But yeah. But yeah, I think of him like growing up, like I think of him and like the Seth Rogen Apatow crew. Yeah. Are kind of being the standout comedies for like two decades. The ones I think that get revisited the most and, mm-hmm. and are thought about in, in high regard. But I, I really think that Will Ferrell had the juice for like a decade in like yeah. the mid 2000s, still into the 2010s a little bit. Um, Has been a little shaky at times since then yeah <laughs> he um, picked some weird projects for sure yeah but i don't know i feel like we might have i don't know how strays is going to perform per se but <laughs> uh i don't know i feel like we might have i felt like barbie was a big return to totally to relevancy at least for him or at least to like a, an actual high quality movie uh mm-hmm. so i don't know but yeah but i think for a decade he was like the king of comedy and like you would always go see a will ferrell movie I think mm-hmm. just off of the name the fact alone, that it was, yeah, totally. which we don't have a lot of movie stars anymore. And I think he was a movie star. I don't know if you mm-hmm. consider him a movie star now, but, uh, but yeah, I just felt like he's always been, been there. And I was thinking about it because we've done these retrospectives before with like, with, I think of him like in relation to Jim Carrey, where mm-hmm. Jim Carrey was a guy who would like dabble into the dramatic side at least from time from time and time mm-hmm. and Farrell kind of does it sometimes but not like in the way that carrie will completely throw out the the funny altogether yeah. and take on an actual like dramatic role so so i don't know it's just not i don't know if it has the universal acclaim that carrie would have into one of these roles but i just feel like he's just the funny guy and he can't not mm-hmm. be the funny guy is how i see him yeah, I definitely see what you mean as far as like I've com- I compared him in my notes even to to some uh, Jim Carrey stuff. But like I feel like mm-hmm. him like I feel like he could join the ranks of like Adam Sandler and Jim Carrey and like just putting out like a crazy, super serious performance that like shocks everybody. Like I definitely could see that uh-huh. uh, in his future. An uncut sure. gems, a Will Ferrell uncut. Gems. Yeah, I'd be down for that. I don't know what it would be, but something like that would be kind of interesting. Yeah, so. So yeah, we as we mentioned, there were um, some some classics that I think are classics that are Will mm-hmm. Ferrell staples. May not be to you. I'm excited for our lists here because mm-hmm. I think they're going to vary to to very high degree. So I think we're going to talk about a lot of movies, which is going to be fun. Sweet. Uh, so yeah, do you have anything else else to add on just Will Ferrell in general? I don't think so. Let's just get into it. Amazing. Let's. Let's get into it. And uh, we have top fives, I believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll do some honorable mentions afterwards, obviously, that we may not mention. But I'll, I'll start with you, buddy, at your at your number five uh, Will Ferrell movie or or thing. Could be a thing. Yeah, sure. A, a, not a movie, but yeah. So, yeah, this one is actually kind of my one thing uh, for this, uh, where it's not just one specific movie. But I'm just going to shout out two right here. Um, and that's going to be the Lego movie and the Barbie movie. Uh, nice. Just because I think whenever you think of Will Ferrell, it says like the leading man or like in like the comedy duo or whatever. But I think he plays really well, like 
like uh because it's like he's kind of doing a straight man but he's also not the straight man at the same time but like uh-huh. as a side character and i just think like the the way he elevates like an ensemble cast where it's like he just gets these little bits are really great and i, I don't yeah. know like i feel like that's like a strength of his that isn't utilized enough and i don't know if that's like because like they see him as like the front man every single time but like throw him in like a little side piece like make him like just like the little character that you return to every now and then and it'll be amazing like i thought he was so fun in the barbie movie yeah um even though like his character isn't super necessary like just him being like like just hamming it up and like doing like his little like running through the hallway sequences to try to catch margot robbie and stuff like all of that was just phenomenal and i just don't think he gets enough like side like like smaller parts like and i don't know if that's like why that is but i really really like him in those two movies yeah, it's it's funny because he definitely has those early in his career, like mm-hmm. with Austin Powers, where he plays yeah. really small roles, but they're really funny. And mm-hmm. like Zoolander as the villain, but he's mm-hmm. clearly not the center of that. I totally agree with you that sometimes people might, their mileage may vary on Will Ferrell, like yeah. if they want him in small spurts, because he has a lot of energy. And yes. <laughs> most of his movies where he stars are pretty over the top. Yeah. So I think when he's over the top or just doing his thing for i don't know 15 minutes of screen time that's mm-hmm. underrated similar to wedding crashers too which is another example where he's not uh present for the whole movie but he like is throwing fastballs when he's there for like 15 yeah. minutes so i'm totally with you and and it's funny because he's in both of those he's like a corporate businessman yeah exactly yeah like the business guy super serious but not really yeah and part of obviously uh products that are Toys. Toys. <laughs> he has a line. Yeah, I'm glad you brought like the. He should just be like the. In all of the new toy movies that they do, <laughs> just kind of like the Sam Jackson of the MCU. But oh, that'd be amazing for the Hasbro or Mattel. Yeah. I, I just saw that Hasbro just announced a bunch of pro- projects too that they're doing. They oh really? So now that's going to be like we have the DCU versus the MCU. Now it's just going to be the Mattel versus Hasbro, which will be a fun <laughs> for the next 10 years, I guess. Fantastic. That's Wonderful. just what we need. <laughs> Merchandising. Wonderful. Uh, yes, I agree with you. I'm, I'm glad you brought up both of those movies because I didn't have them on my top five, but mm-hmm. they were going to be my honorable mentions, obviously. Sweet. Um, my number five is kind of along the same line as you as a, a quote thing. Yeah. Uh, because and it goes along with yours too. We're working well with an ensemble. I cheated here and just had um, Will Ferrell as a cast member on SNL. Okay. Yeah, uh, totally. I think I, it's worth mentioning for sure. Yeah. Cause I wanted to mention that he's such a staple to that show and obviously mm-hmm. returns often and, and lends his hand to, to that, uh, to that show a lot. I just specifically want to shout out cowbell as an example oh, of great. this yeah. because he's not the center of a lot of these sketches but he's the one that steals the show by f- far and away. I don't know if you've seen, um, there's a sketch. I think Sean William Scott is the host and he has the short, short, like USA American flag shorts. Yes. Uh, that's just another example that comes to mind where he just, he's not doing a lot, but there's just something about his build, like his physicality where he's, he's a just, good physical comedian, even though like you don't really think of him as that. Yeah, like he's just so good at that. Like people are just laughing at him because he's wearing short shorts. He's playing a straight man in that sketch, but everyone it's it's just hilarious. So I think of that. I think of Cowbell where he's just the two extremes of the spectrum where he's a crazy man or he's just staying in his lane and getting the laugh because he knows he can. So I had to shout it out here, obviously. And 
and yeah, and obviously his George George Bush and Harry Carey and things like that have have outlasted him, and the James Lipton stuff. I love the inside the actor studio stuff too. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you his, where where would you put him amongst like some of the greats? Like, is he in like consideration for like top ten, top fifteen? Maybe not. Yeah, I think so. When I think of SNL cast members, too, I think there are some that are like unsung people. Like mm-hmm. we actually talked about this on the Spaceballs pod just recently uh, with uh, Fry's dad that he was talking about that um that like people like will forte or phil hartman mm-hmm. people like this are like the unsung heroes like on snl that like yeah were amazing on there and like don't get the recognition um i don't think will ferrell is that i think he is a top 10 yeah. gets recognized for what he does obviously i think it's like him and eddie murphy and, and bill murray people like that so i would definitely consider him on that list and if you want to go see where we put him Go revisit our SNL Dreamcast podcast, which we did. That was a fun one. That was a while two, ago. I think three years ago. So go check, <laughs> go check that out. Um, so yeah, uh, Will Ferrell SNL right here for me is my number five. Fantastic. As a, as a cheat. We always like to cheat with our number five. And I oh, we do. It. We really do. Um, sweet. Uh, I'll move on yeah. to my number four then. Um, which is, I don't I don't think this is on your list. I'd be kind of surprised. Uh, I rewatched it today just to make sure. I mm-hmm. was feeling confident on it, and that is with the 2010 uh, DreamWorks hit Megamind. Oh, um, I am a huge fan of this movie for the Are longest you? time. Yes, nice. it's so, first of all really funny. I, I don't think people mm-hmm. remember how funny this movie is. I think it's really good. Yeah, um, it is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like when I, I think when people think DreamWorks, they think uh, you know Madagascar or Shrek or. I don't know. Shark Tales? Do people think of Kung Shark Fu Tales? Panda? Kung Fu Panda. How to I Train think Your this, Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is like definitely not like the top echelon of DreamWorks, but I think this is kind of like a sleeper cult hit if people would just pay a little bit more attention to it. Ooh. Um, but me as as someone who is a giant Superman fan, mm-hmm. this movie parodies the hell out of it, obviously, like with like them leaving like these destroyed planets and like at one point he does like he Don's a disguise to do like a Marlon Brando Jorel bit from like the Christopher Reeve Superman stuff. And like, it, it's just very good. I think this is my favorite animated performance that he's done between like this and like the Lego movie. Um, and also like the cast of this movie is like crazy stacked. It's Will Ferrell, Tina Fey, Jonah Hill, David Cross, Brad Pitt, Ben Stiller, and JK Simmons, which is like just kind of crazy uh, at the time. Um, but yeah, it's it's just super fun. Can I ask you as a side tangent, then we can get back to Will Ferrell? Yeah. Um, where are you standing on Jonah Hill these days? This Jonah Hill stuff is crazy. <laughs> it seems like he's like just weaponizing like a lot of like therapy talk and stuff. Like it, like yeah. He was telling like his surfer girlfriend, who was like a professional surfer, that like he doesn't like it when she surfs with like these guys, and it's like that's her job. Like I don't know what you want from her. Ridiculous. Um, he also made like a documentary about his therapist, which is like kind of yeah. weird in retrospect too. Um, but it also made this it made rewatching this movie kind of funny because he uh like is throwing around Tina Fey's character and saving her to like try to get her to like him. And it's just like, oh man, he's really weaponizing that stuff again in this context. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um also his character is Hal Stewart, which is like two of the names of two different Green Lanterns put together. Nice. And later in the Lego movie, he plays a uh, Green Lantern, which I think is kind of interesting and weird. Whoa. Um but yeah, Will Farrell as Megamind. The presentation bit, amazing. Super fun. <laughs> I love it. 
Amazing. No, I didn't think you would bring this one up. So I'm glad that we're still keeping it. Um, we haven't talked about um, each other's movies yet, which is exciting. Are you not a Mega Man, a Mega Mind Stan? Are you not I, a supporter? I enjoyed it when I saw it. I did not revisit it upon. You should revisit it. It's on Prime, I think. Nice. Uh, I'll give it a rewatch uh, with the with the superhero or the Superman. Now that I know more about Superman, thanks to mm-hmm. our episode on the animated series and talking about him a lot with you that I will pick up on more of these things now, probably. Sweet. So, and also, I guess it's cool that it comes like in the middle, right before like superhero bi- big time things mm-hmm. took off. Cause it's yeah. what 2010 you said. Yeah. So yeah. Wonderful. Uh, so I think my number four is going to be one that you're not going to have either, which Ooh, is exciting. Okay. Uh, my number four, I talked about this movie last year and how, for some reason, I just really found it wonderful. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, the 2022 hit spirited, which I, is, yeah, I have not seen this. So, uh, go, go for it. Yes. Uh, spirited. It was an Apple TV plus, uh, mm-hmm. film that came out last year starring, uh, Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Ferrell plays, uh, the ghost of Christmas present, uh, He's like Ebenezer Scrooge in this movie, but you don't mm-hmm. realize that it's this whole movie is basically a a, a spin on um, a Christmas Carol and a reinvention cool. of it. But it's a musical starring two people that you wouldn't think would be in a musical. Mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds, especially obviously Will Ferrell sings in some of his movies um, like Step Brothers and, and yeah. things like that. He's very um, musically gifted, and like whenever you said that, like his dad was a musician, that made a lot more sense. Makes sense to like his whole shtick, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah, so essentially this movie is about um, each Christmas Eve, like the ghost of Christmas present selects one dark soul to be reformed mm-hmm. by a visit from all the three spirits and the whole Christmas Carol shtick. Uh, and then this season, they pick uh, the wrong person. They pick Ryan Reynolds' character, which is maybe uh, irredeemable that they okay. can't redeem him because he's just like a, a corporate stooge and he's an asshole and he profits off of the misfortune of others, things like that. Cool. Uh, so it's just like a little fun musical and it's the music is by, um, Pasek and Paul, the guys behind La La Land and Greatest Showman and, and Dear Evan Ooh, Awesome. So it's really poppy and uplifting, mm-hmm. but it's like Christmas music. And I got to tell you, and Lauren will attest to this for like three months. I was just listening to the soundtrack and she would get annoyed sometimes when I kept <laughs> listening to it. But much like you leaned into with Megamind that like superhero and Superman is a big influence. Mm-hmm. The musical theater influence gets me here and gotcha. being the recovering theater kid. I am it. It really struck a chord with me. So <laughs> I enjoy it. And especially Farrell because it's just a different lane. And I, that I kind of want to see him in, like, it's not a totally f- like, it's still funny, but he's like actually singing and he's doing mm-hmm. choreography, something that you like would not think of Will Farrell doing. So I liked to mark this as like the beginning of like Will Ferrell's doing exciting new things. And mm-hmm. I think that's good. And then obviously he follows this with, with Barbie and, and, and things like that and yet to be determined review on strays. So uh, yeah. So I think this is really exciting Ferrell and check it out on Apple. If you, if you'd like, you can wait till Christmas time if you want. So yeah. Spirit is my number four. Love it. Number three, Jackson. Yeah, so my number three, I'm going into the Adam McKay bucket, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, and for what I think is the definitive uh, Adam McKay movie. Uh, yes. for, no, sorry, 
the Adam McKay comedy movie, not the, you know, maybe there's like more conversations that we had with his other stuff. Big don't look Uh, up fan over there. Yeah. I actually really liked it. Um, It definitely, the, the, the recency bias of that, I think uh, waned off a little bit, but I still, I still enjoyed that movie. Timmy is so fun in that movie. Timmy's great. Um, But yes, so I am doing uh, Step Brothers from 2008. I think this is the definitive John C. Riley Will Ferrell combo movie. Um, I don't know how you feel. Like a lot of people like Talladega Nights. I think it's fine. Like it's fun and like entertaining, but like I don't think it's like top five for me uh, personally. Mm -hmm. But yes, I I I mean this cast is so fun too. You got Will Ferrell, John C. Riley. Uh, Mary Steenbergen, who is like in everything, and it's just like, oh, it's like, oh, that's the step, the step brothers, uh, mom, and, yep. which is really fun. Richard Jenkins also, and then Adam Scott, who yes. is playing the most anti Adam Scott character I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, just doing the whole like, he's like the evil corporate guy who's just like really f- super mean to his family, and oh god, he's so funny. Like whenever they do the whole, uh. What, what song do they sing? Like they do this whole acapella in the car. Oh, Guns N' Roses. Sweet Guns Child N of Roses. Mine. Yeah, Sweet Child yeah. of Mine. And like they almost crashed the car and just this whole bit there is just fantastic. But yeah, Will Ferrell in this is really fun. Just playing like this like 40 year old, like lives at home with his parents, mm-hmm. um, moved in with his other new stepbrother who is also like 40 years old and lives at home. Um, and there's just so many fun bits. I feel like everyone talks about like the building the bunk bed so they have so much more room for activities. I feel like that's quoted all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, just like all these like ridiculous bits. Um, do you have a favorite of of this? Oh, um, I really like when they get in trouble the first time or maybe the second time. I can't remember. But and then they walk away and Farrell goes, this house sucks camel dick. <laughs> uh, really when, enjoy that one. It's when they're like bonding after they get beat up by the kids and they're like <laughs> Makes watching the, Shark Week. Lick the dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're watching Shark Week and the dad turns off the TV and is like, you can't watch TV for the rest of the month. And uh, obviously the Catalina wine mixer. Um, Catalina wine mixer. Like, there's iconic. so many like, yeah, iconic moments from this movie. Um, I just love it. I think he's so funny in this, and he is kind of doing like his physical comedy and his just like ridiculous, like nonsensical stuff that is really fun. Like all the sleepwalking bits are really funny too, and Bringing it's just so good. <laughs> yeah, like like the the I I kind of hope like now that you mentioned like with the winning time stuff that I hope that John C. Riley and Will Ferrell are still on good terms because I think their stuff is like really fun. Yeah, I think they're chill. I think it's just the McKay part of it has has fallen mm. off the wagon, which is a bummer. But I'll, I'll go ahead and say this is my number two. So okay, cool. Yeah, talk about uh, it. Uh, so so yeah, I, I agree with you. I I, I enjoy Talladega Nights. Also, um, I famously um, I gave a speech for I think National Honor Society in middle school, and I ended my speech with "If you ain't first, you're last." Great. Uh, so Talladega <laughs> Nights holds a special place in my heart. But Ricky Bobby. But I'm I'm the same with you. I think this is the quintessential John C. Riley um, mm-hmm. Will Ferrell partnership because they have they've had a few, but some of them have been a stinker. I don't know if you saw Holmes and Watson, but my God, is that Adam McKay or is that somebody else? I think it's Adam. Well, I don't I don't know if Adam McKay directed it, but I think gotcha. Produced it's like it, under but, his gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, that was a big swing and a miss. But mm-hmm. but yeah, Step Brothers is just it's just one of those movies where. Every scene, it's one of, like if you come in at a certain scene in the movie, you're not gonna 
not finish yeah, the movie. Yeah, and it's and it's it's like there's not like a specific plot to it. It's just kind of like they do as many bits as they can and just like try to incorporate it into like a loose timeline of events. Yeah, and it's one of those it's one of those great premise movies. We'll just build it all around this. Yeah. And and it's great. Yeah, Prestige they have... worldwide and you have like boats the whole music video. Yeah, Boats and Hose is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. See, they're all just <laughs> it's all just tremendous stuff and then my favorite also one of my favorite bits is when they're he sings to him in the bedroom for the first time and he's like your voice is like a mixture of fergie and jesus Jesus. (laughs) for a second i thought you took the form of a unicorn (laughs) tremendous it's uh, also just a really quick bit from it at the very end when they're getting their christmas gifts and they're like uh chewbacca masks and will ferrell's like i don't care that mine's not movie quality though (laughs) it's just like this cheap plastic one so funny uh, oh, I also had just have to mention Catherine Hahn in this movie. Oh, as she's well. phenomenal. Yeah. As just a, uh, see, it's a lot of Will Ferrell movies are great because it gives the side characters mm-hmm. really breakout moments to like, yeah, they get the avenue to really do their own thing. I feel like Catherine Hahn really blew up after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Adam Scott maybe became more of a household name after this. Yeah. Uh, so, so Which, yeah. again, is so weird. Cause like his character is such a douchebag for like who he normally plays it's he is i would almost love to see him like return to a, a role like this at some point yeah. just for fun because man what does he what he hangs out with like mark cuban he calls him the cubes yeah like that yeah tremendous stuff also rob riggle i guess this is kind of he blew up here too right yeah that's true yeah he definitely had uh his little moment before like the hangover and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff so so yeah Wonderful. I think even yeah, like Ken Jung's in this, and there's like some fun little Seth Rogen cameo at one point. Like there's yeah, a lot of people right. who show up in this. Oh yeah, Seth Rogen in the in the interview. He's like, Did you yeah. just fart? I could taste that. <laughs> Onions and ketchup. <laughs> Tremendous stuff. So yeah. So stupid. Uh, I love it. Oh, and Hora- last bit. Horatio Sands as the as the uh the the Catalina wine mixer Billy Joel cover band. We only do strictly 80s Billy Joel. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, wonderful. So yeah, that's my number two. So, um, I'll What's give my number, number three? three then. Yes. Um, and this is where we can have the conversation, Jackson, because okay, my number three is Anchorman: The Legend of Ron Burgundy. I saw you rewatch this this week, and I applaud <laughs> you for giving it a second chance. <laughs> but and uh, I, I, I was excited to rewatch it too. Like mm-hmm. I, like genuinely, I was like, you know, it's been like probably close to 10 years since i've seen this like let's yeah. check it out um, was it the same or was it worse for you upon rewatch was I it a little better I, I appreciated it more because like i had i since then i had watched like the naked gun and airplane and stuff mm. like that to where it's like i get the absurdity of it like i i understand that yeah but for me it wasn't funny but i want to hear like why you why you like it so much well, I think it's, I think we're just having the same disagreement that we had with like Monty Python. Yeah, probably. Uh, where it's just like, and we even talked about this. I keep referring back to Spaceballs episode. Go check that mm-hmm. out if you haven't listened. But we talked about how some things are just funny is funny. And if you don't find it funny, then you're not just, then it's just not funny to you. Yeah. So I think we just, our mileage varies on this as well. Cause this is what, this is like, stepbrothers but like without like any frame of reference actually because there's just a bunch of bits and absurdity that doesn't that you could probably argue doesn't fit into anything it's just a bunch of bits and for that i just enjoy the absurdity of it and i also picked this one because i think it's uh just 
an iconic character that people return to as well. Totally. And, I mean, he he busted it out at like roasts and like yeah, like other so, things. Like he he did it outside of the movie. It was so such a huge character for him. So I I picked this one mainly for like the cultural zeitgeist of it and mm-hmm. that it's stood the test of time. He doesn't do a lot of sequels to his movies. And yeah, Anchorman two came out. It's not great. Uh, so I, I a... put on Anchorman 2 right after and I fell asleep while watching it. But yeah. I will say I kind of thought you the like bits more? were a little funnier at the beginning. I don't know. Nice. Maybe I just didn't get enough into it. But I kind of liked I thought it was working a little bit more for whatever reason. Nice. That's good. But um... not by much. It still probably get like, the same <laughs> rating for me. But um, yeah, I just enjoy this one. This one, I just think I don't ever really think of this movie as of where I can tell you the ending of Step Brothers. I can't yeah. really tell you off the dome how Anchorman ends. I know that they uh, they the fall zoo. in a they fall in a bear mm-hmm. like exhibit. And Brick rides the bear. Uh, all that happens. Yeah. but all the inner the happenings in between. I couldn't really tell you the specifics, but I can I can tell you about the afternoon delight, and I can tell you about the battle of the newscasters, and I can tell you about Sex Panther. Yeah, those are all, all fun bits. I do like those bits, and and I just like. Again, it's it's Will Ferrell kind of ushering in these other people where, you know, Steve Carell, this was before 40-year-old virgin. Mm-hmm. So this is where kind of the Brick Tamlin character, I think, is my favorite part of these movies also. I think out of the cast of those four, I think Paul Rudd is like the clear funniest one to amazing. me. I don't know. I think Steve Carell's thing is like kind of funny, but like, I don't know. It just doesn't really yeah. hit for me either for some reason. Yeah, I uh, I get that. I understand. There was that. there was a part actually. Now that I'm remembering the second movie a little bit more, with like the James Marsden bits, I thought were really great in the Anchorman mm-hmm. two. But also, there's a bit in the second one where like he's scared of like the 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 whoever is like running the news station, and he's like hiding behind the couch, and like they have to coax Steve Carell. Harrison out with, Ford, like, isn't it? Well, no, well, no, oh, no, the new yeah. one. I forget who right. who the actress is. Um, but like he's like she has a balloon and he like gets out to look and then he's just like normal again like I think that's really funny Um, but I do want to shout out really quick Fred Willard in and the first Anchorman movie is so funny and this bit where he keeps talking about like to his kid about like put the gun down like leave these people alone <laughs> like all that stuff is so funny Um, like in the little the little moments like that I think work really well but yeah. I don't know the character of Ron Burgundy is like just okay for me grading on you a little bit yeah fair i don't know very fair but i wanted to like it i really did i i did try to go into it with like a clean slate and i just (laughs) you know i understand um but yeah i picked this for the uh the iconography of it the uh the fact that he keeps bringing it up that like ron he wrote a whole book as ron burgundy Mm -hmm. and then he would go on talk shows and promote it as ron burgundy i just think is tremendous committal commitment to the bit and has lasted a long time and and yeah and that's my that's my pick there. So that's my number three. And what's so we just did your number three. So we know we don't know your number two. Yeah. So my number two uh, for this is none other than Stranger Than Fiction. Oh, fun. Um, which is one that Abby showed me like a couple years back, I think. Mm-hmm. And this is the one where I, I mentioned earlier. Like I think this is like the closest thing so far that we've gotten to like his Truman show. Yeah. For like, definitely. like, like Jim Carrey, like doing like a more serious, but like still com- like comedic bit like this. For those who don't know, this is like a movie where he 
like someone's narrating his life in the beginning and then like within like the 10 minute mark he starts to hear the narration and it's like freaking him out and he's like kind of realizing that like whenever he like does certain things like the narration kicks in and yeah. it, and he thinks he's going crazy and people think he's like schizophrenic and stuff and then like at one point like the the voice says that like little did he know like he's soon about to die and like he starts freaking out and he has to go find like he goes to Dustin Hoffman who's like this literary scholar and is like I think I'm in a book and someone's narrating writing a book about my life and I'm they're going to kill me basically <laughs> and it's it's just really fun like I like have you seen this movie first of all yeah absolutely I tell yeah. you I the first time I watched this was in speech class in high school it's super fun uh like Wolf like and Will Ferrell is playing like this like he's like an IRS agent um who is like uh doing a oh my gosh i can't even think of what the word is he's an like investigating yeah he's doing yeah. an audit on maggie gyllenhaal's business at at this like bakery and mm-hmm. their chemistry that they have is like weirdly really good and like works for me yeah. and maggie gyllenhaal is super fun in this uh but yeah like emma thompson plays like the 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 writer and she's like been trying to find like the the perfect death for this story to like kill him off and like so she's struggling with this so it's like kind of like a race against the clock for for Harold to like find the author to tell him tell her to stop writing about him basically yeah um, and it's just really fun like Queen Latifah's in it and like that's like a really random like of the time cami like <laughs> character I think yeah um and this is from 2006 so this is like strangely before he did a lot of his silly stuff I mean, obviously, he still did some, but like his like notorious silly stuff. Like, I don't know. Like, it's kind of like a really interesting pick um, for him to do. And I, I, I just really love this movie. I think it's great. Yeah, it's it's fascinating because I, I agree. I think it's the closest that he's he ever came and has ever come since to mm-hmm. genuine close dramatic work. I would say. Yeah. And I don't know why he hasn't returned to it because I enjoy him in this movie. Uh, so he's really fun in it. Yeah, like I think it works. Like, and he is basically doing a straight man, where like yeah. he is being really funny, but like he doesn't realize he's being funny, and like he's not being like super silly or like crazy or anything like that. But yeah, also like, I just oh go on. He's like, am I in a comedy or am I in a tragedy? Is mm-hmm. basically the whole movie, right? So yeah, because yeah, the whole time they're trying to figure out like because they don't know who's writing it, so they're trying to figure out what type of story he's in. Yeah, um, which is really fun too. Like it's just like a fun, weird. Uh, like they they don't really question any of the, uh, the logic or rules set up. Like it's just kind of like we're in this story and we have to figure this out or else you're gonna die. And Dustin Hoffman is like who the he's the English professor is just kind of like unbothered and just kind of like oh this is kind of mildly interesting to me. I'll hear you out. And it's yeah. it's just pretty fun. Amazing. Fun, fun pick for your number two. Um, I wonder if, so my number two was uh, uh, Step Brothers. Mm -hmm. So now I wonder if we have the same number one, which always tends to happen with us, but I I don't know. I think we do. I'd be very surprised if it didn't even make your list. What is, what is your number one then, sir? Elf baby. Hell yeah, it is. Hell yeah. Beautiful. Um, Yeah. Talk about Elf. If you want to kick us off, I love this movie. Yeah, I mean, I think the and while I like I do love Stranger Than Fiction like a lot. I Elf is just like in the way that like Anchorman kind of like became part of the zeitgeist. I think Elf is the zeitgeist. Like it is mm-hmm. the definitive Christmas movie for our generation. I think totally. Um, which is so weird. Like this, like I mentioned all those other movies before. Like like 
being introduced to Will Ferrell. I think this is like the definitive Will Ferrell movie. Whenever I think of Will Ferrell, like this is like what I come to. And it's just, it's so, it's not, it's not, it's like, it's like PG probably. Like, I don't think it's like yeah crazy. It's not crazy inappropriate or anything. It's, it's not like raunchy or anything. Yeah. No. And this is like a John Favreau movie too, which is also super fun. Uh-huh. Um, It's just so endearing and so, it's just like the perfect Christmas movie to throw on. Like it's hilarious fish out of water story. And it's just so innocent and sweet. And he, his character is just so fun. Like the idea of a, a human living amongst the elves, thinking he's an elf then having to go to New York uh, is so much fun. And I, I just love that premise. It's, it's fascinating because it's, this is the same year as old school, which were kind of his, both his breakout years. Yeah. And it's just crazy to see that this has stood the test of time yeah. more so older than Anchorman, even that again, and Anchorman probably is a limited window of people that can watch it. Mm-hmm. I think you can watch Elf at any age and still get something out of it. It's, oh, yeah. It's tremendous. And yeah, I think it's the quintessential uh, Christmas movie for our for our generation, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, uh, as you said, the premise is amazing. Just and, and it helps. Again, it's the physicality of Will Ferrell that he's yeah. so tall <laughs> in real life. <laughs> that this got off the ground and then just lasted the way it has. And then you throw in like, again, you have your Mary Steenburgen in there as the mom. Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, James Kahn, who is tremendous as uh, Walter Hobbs and a crazy get, like considering like his like previous movies too. Like, yeah, super funny. Stube was in the Godfather. So yeah. <laughs> to get him in this. Uh, and then obviously you have like a ball state legend, Ed Asner as Santa in this film. Shout out Ed. Chirp, chirp. And obviously Bob Newhart as, as Papa Elf is, is tremendous. And then you catch Zoe Deschanel before she hits it off big, really. And, and Peter Dinklage as, uh, oh, what's his name? Miles Finch. Yes. He's super fun. <laughs> yeah. This is like weirdly like my introduction to like a lot of these big name actors. Like, mm-hmm. like, I think I watched this movie like pretty recently, like, but like, I don't know, like for the first time, like after I watched a new girl and I was like, oh, my God, this is Zoe Deschanel. Like, I had no idea. Yeah, because like she doesn't look anything like her character and she doesn't play like the typical character that they give her now either. Yeah. And she's just so, so good in this movie, too. It's tremendous. And yeah, you get like the, I think this was probably my first introduction to like Andy Richter, probably apart mm-hmm. from Conan things. I was like, oh, that's Andy Richter. Kyle Gass of Tenacious D fame. <laughs> uh, Amy Sedaris also uh, just a bunch of great people. And obviously, Jordy Lang. Artie Lang. A kind of weird deep cut. John Favreau uh, throws himself in gratuitously yeah. as the doctor. And, and Mr. Narwhal. Mr. Narwhal. <laughs> Bye, buddy. Hope you find <laughs> your dad. <laughs> and all, I got to say, too, all that puppet stuff in the beginning of the movie, all that just like production yeah. design, it's just so it like, holds up really well. It's yeah, just to charming. emulate like the classic like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and like the um, what, what's the other like there's like like the heat oh, miser like heat story miser yeah a year without santa claus mm-hmm. is not that one yeah, santa yeah, claus yeah, coming to so. town one of those uh this is just fun like weird claymation jumbly like this it's so fun like it is so like nostalgic in a way that like pays homage to like the stuff that our parents watched growing yeah. up and like one thing that i think is really interesting too is the fact that like my mom loves elf and my mom doesn't like any movie. So like the fact that she like loves Elf just like shows like how accessible it is for like everyone. I like yes. like everyone and their parents can get into this movie, which I think is like so much fun. I feel like this is like a movie I will uh pass down to like my kids at some point, like whenever it's time for Christmas. Like I feel like this is like just gonna be one of the ones that you have to bust out every year. 
Definitely. It's one of those, like it's on the, always the 25 days of Christmas, ABC mm-hmm. family and things like that. And it can pretty much just go unedited. I don't think there's any, like, I don't think there's any terrible, bad. I don't think word. so either. I don't think so either. So like, it's, it's just tremendous. Anyone, it has universal appeal and acclaim, I think, whereas you could be hit or miss with other Will Ferrell movies, but it's mm-hmm. just the classic fish out of water story with just amazing bits and actually has some heart to it at the movie and has an emotional climax i would say that makes you want to believe in christmas we love that where they sing the same lyric of the same christmas song for like 10 (laughs) minutes of the movie it's awesome could you imagine (laughs) that actually happened just awesome stuff and i and also just again something for the adults when like buddy gets drunk and like you don't know what that you don't know what's happening when you're a kid you're just like oh he just He's extra silly. Drank some silly syrup or something. So <laughs> it's great stuff. So yeah, the I'm whole mailroom scene is like phenomenal. Like he's, he's doing dancing. like his dance. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. And then <laughs> the, the Miles Finch stuff is 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 really scary because he's like, I didn't know you had elves working here. And obviously you're like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. You're great an angry stuff. elf. <laughs> he just busts must, the crap out of him. Must be a South Pole elf. <laughs> it's great stuff. So yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we agree on this. Elf is elf is tremendous as our as both of our number ones. Mm-hmm. And yeah, shout out to Ed Asner for being, I think, maybe my favorite movie Santa Claus. Just like perfectly encapsulates High the price. jolly nature. Yeah, and he's not Tim Allen, so that's bonus points. True. True. I think is that still happening? I feel like we were getting a Santa Claus four at some point. There's a show. It was like a show. Oh, it was a show. Did. Yeah. Okay, I won't watch that. Yeah, I don't think it was very good. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> you have any honorable mentions? Movies that like just missed out on the list, or movies you want to bring up? Yeah, I had a, a couple movies that I did watch, like mm-hmm. thinking that like I liked them way more uh, yeah. originally. So I want to shout out the other guys. Yeah. Another Adam. This McKay. is one. Yeah, this is another Adam McKay. And it just like, I don't know. It felt more of a product of its time than like I realized. Like, like I love the Rock and Sam Jackson bits. Like that is like aim so for the bushes. funny. Yeah, aim for the bushes, and then they just like like splat on the ground. Abby like was so shocked by that. Like she gasped, <laughs> which was really funny. Um, but like I feel like a lot of it, like the Mark Wahlberg character, is just really misogynist the whole time. And honestly, Will Ferrell's character is like pretty misogynist too at points. And it's just like I don't know. Not in like a, oh, they're bad. It's like, oh, they're cool. Like, I don't know. I feel like it like it's like giving the wrong idea with that kind of stuff. And it just like feels very mid 2000s sure. in a, like a in a pretty weird way that just doesn't hold up. Um, And then I'm trying to think of some other stuff that I want to shout out. Do you have um, any others? Well, I'll just echo your other guys sentiment because I, I do enjoy that movie also. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a really unconventional somehow partnership that works is the Wahlberg Farrell just yeah duo because obviously they I re, I watched the daddy's home films this week for the first time <laughs> yeah and the first one didn't work for me but the second one somehow kind of worked on me a little bit it's not okay. good but I, I was like oh this is watchable <laughs> like another Christmas movie to add to the, the pile um I just think Wahlberg it's just Wahlberg and Farrell's I don't know they have some kind of special sauce that you wouldn't think would work <laughs> but it's like this un unconventional duo as opposed for like the john c riley bull Farrell combo that makes sense yeah mm-hmm. um this one doesn't and it somehow works so yeah i enjoy all this stuff i like steve coogan in this movie especially he's he's great as the he's like he's like hey tim how's the wife she died at a boy 
Also, really quick, I do want to shout out this really weird movie that I forgot existed, uh, called Casa de Mi Padre, which oh, is yeah. one. Have you seen that? Me and one of my friends in elementary school rented it from a Redbox. Oh, fun! And maybe it was middle school at the time, but like we watched it and we were like, one, it was like all in Spanish, so like, like and like it never lets up, like it's literally like in Spanish, like the entire time. And they never like like it's just like I don't know as a kid that's just not super fun uh, yeah. to to read a movie, um, and apparently it's also not very good. So I don't know if it's worth reading this movie in particular. <laughs> it's crazy because like there's like like Nick Offerman's in this movie, Molly yeah. Shannon, and then you have like you know Diego Luna who is big time obviously with Andor now, and Garcia yeah. Bernal who's mm-hmm. big with Coco and Old and things like that. So Werewolf by Night and Werewolf by Night. And yeah. this director, I don't recognize anything else he's done. So interesting. Matt Piedmont. So there you go. Never seen that. And I didn't, <laughs> but it's on Peacock if anyone wants to check it out. There you go. Um, um, I'm, I'm trying to look at some other stuff on here. Did you ever watch The Shrink Next Door? I've heard people talk about it, but I never checked it out. Uh, no, but I did want to check it out because I love Paul Rudd and I love Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. And I've heard good things about it. And obviously, it's like more of a, it's it a mini series. Is it like a season one type deal? I have no or, idea. It was like a show though, right? Yeah, it was a show. Um, So I don't know if it's a mini series or, or what have you, but yeah, I want to check that out. I'll shout out. I think I already touched on like Zoolander playing Mustafa mm-hmm. is, is wonderful. And I'll shout out awesome powers as, as a, uh, as great bit players in that awesome powers movies. And I shouted out wedding crashers and the other guys mm-hmm. Um, old school. I'll just mention it's not my favorite, but mm-hmm. he's undeniable in the movie that he is so much fun and obviously yeah. sh- streaks. And I think he has the bit, I think this is the movie where he's like, I brought you flowers and he has a box of like flower bags. No, that's, that's a, uh, from is that stranger, stranger than fiction? fiction. Okay. I yeah. And it's so it sweet. Um, Cause she's a baker. Yeah, she is. And what he goes, bit. she goes, is there, she goes, is there a system? He goes, no, I just remembered it. And he goes, Blue is for whatever this flower, and, he, and she goes, "What's orange?" And just goes, "I forget." <laughs> just such a funny little <laughs> simple bit that I think is so good in that movie. Uh, so yeah, a shout out old um, school. Will Ferrell is is great in that. Frank the Tank lived on, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, one that I watched all the time that I is not good, but I have to mention is Blades of Glory because I watched <laughs> yeah. this movie all the time. It was one of those where like in the in the heyday of Will Ferrell that I watched all the time. When like you're a kid, you just think anything with Will Ferrell is like objectively hilarious. Yeah. And I would think if you if, with people our age, if you brought up the Iron Lotus, that they could probably pinpoint what that's from and what that is. Yeah. I would think. So mm-hmm. that's a good one. And also weird that like Amy Poehler and Will Arnett play like siblings and then they like make out at the end. That was like a weird moment yeah. for me. I didn't understand and that. Yeah, like and like semi pro, I feel like everyone dressed up as him from semi pro for Halloween oh, yeah. one year, yeah. um, which is kind of goofy. He just had like, um, a and then th- I do want to shout out. He would just pick like sports and like, I'm going to make a movie about that. I'm going to make yeah. a race car movie. I'm going to make a ice skating movie, a basketball movie. Yeah. Which I guess with, with his sports background in, for college, I guess makes more sense too. Yeah. But yeah, like the kicking basketball. and screaming even like, oh yeah. Soccer. Yeah. yeah. It's, but um, I do want to shout out the landlord uh short sketch where this like little girl is like pretending to be a landlord and is like, give me my money. And he's like, I gave you your money. I'll get it to you next week. And she like beats him up and stuff. Super fun. <laughs> um, I love that sketch. 
uh, since we're mentioning, uh, there's an SNL sketch of recent memory where um, he they're playing flat fighter pilots and his code name is Clown Penis. I just have to shout out that <laughs> sketch because it's hilarious. He's like, Clown Penis, checking in. <laughs> Tremendous sketch. Uh, amazing. Uh, I don't really have any. I checked out Get Hard this week, which was not, not good. That was the first time I watched it, which would make sense on yeah. paper. Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart together, but that didn't just work wasn't out. super good. What about yeah. Eurovision? That movie looks so weird. I checked it out. I didn't mind Eurovision, um, but okay. I watched it like two years. I think it came out in 2020. It was one of those um, like COVID mm. watches I did. I didn't mind it. It was cool. And obviously it's cool because like his wife, I think, is Swedish. So he has like the the context of Eurovision and things like that. Mm. And it, just a cool world to explore that I didn't really know much about. And Rachel gotcha. McAdams is fun in it. Uh, Pierce Brosnan is... I feel like he phones in every performance these days. Pierce Brosnan does, but what do I know? Uh, what about his Dr. Fate in Black Adam? I guess he was good in that. For what that <laughs> I mean, was. he could have phoned it in. I don't think it was like amazing. He was fun. Nah, but... I mean, what, what can you say? So yeah, Eurovision was fun. Um, we talked about Talladega Nights. Uh, are we missing any any biggies? I don't. I don't think so. I feel like we got so, the main ones. You watched. You saw the campaign. Uh, I haven't seen that. He, he, he there's a, a baby punch in the movie, and that's why I haven't seen it. I don't believe in that. <laughs> Here's the thing. Who? Okay. So, do you think John C. Riley is like the best, um, like dynamic duo partner for Will Ferrell, or do you have like a preference for somebody else? Oh, I yeah, I think it's John C. Riley um personally because i think, think all they the do another good movie i hope except, so do you except the sherlock holmes one did you like that one no that one was bad um i'd love to see them partner <laughs> up think... again but maybe they do like a serious movie this time like maybe they get like yorgos lanthimos to hit him up whoa and they do like a real serious one yorgos that'd be sick that'd be pretty crazy that could be good i don't I'm know not, i'm not, a, I'm not opposed to that so we'll see but yeah i, I definitely think it's that and he had a, just a, a stretch for a while in the 2010s where he would be like, oh, I'll team up with Kevin Hart. I'll team up with Zach Galifianakis. Just the big names at the time. We'll make a comedy with them just yeah. by numbers. And it just didn't didn't work out. John Maybe one Heater, day we'll I have mean, a Pete Davidson. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know, man. Who knows? <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> um, wonderful. Those are our uh, Will Ferrell rankings, our honorable mentions, and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. our thoughts on Will Ferrell. So I love it. Should we uh, move on to The List is Life, I suppose? Let's do it. The List is an absolute good. The List is Life. Do you have uh, any movies on here you'd like to know where they where they sit on The List is Life? Yeah, I am, I am curious where Elf is for you. Yes, of course. Um, Elf is very close to the top, I'll have everyone know. Elf is my number 176 movie on the list out of uh i don't know how many i have now we're at 2638 uh so wow elf is number one whatever i just said 170 and what's it in between it is in between 176? oh 176 i have above i have it above coco which is a movie i mm. enjoy and i have it below Coco's great. Sh- shrek and i know that we fought mm-hmm. about shrek for shrek i too. would put it above shrek yeah. I would put Coco above Shrek as well. Fair. Dang. That's, then, that's close, though. That's close. But then do you know what I have Elf below? And you're going to be like, fuck off. What? After that, if I put it above Shrek, then it's below Monty Python and the Holy Grail. 
Oh, fuck off. Monty <laughs> Python sucks. I do not like it. Amazing. Uh, Tremendous. Uh, you don't watch Monty Python every year, and that's a fact. That's true. That's true. I don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Had me thinking. Anyway. Got you thinking. Maybe you'll move it up. Wonderful. Uh, we'll say, Jackson, you're feeling lucky. You could ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? I'm feeling lucky, Carter. Uh, so this week, we're just going to mention, uh, we're going to come up with some new uh, fun little categories and topics uh, in the future. So this week, mm-hmm. we're just treating this, um, you're feeling lucky, as what we're going to cover next week, because it should be so lucky that we're talking about it. Uh, so this week, <laughs> or next week, we Jackson and I are going to go see Blue Beetle, and we'll talk about it and see if DC is finally on the right track. We'll see, because this is technically we'll the- see the first in the in the James Gunn universe allegedly I'll believe it when I see it um yeah so we'll see if it's yeah, any we'll different see. from the previous two we've gotten um somewhat po- I think I think what piece. James Gunn said is yeah I think they said it's the first character to be like casted as like official for the DCU but it's might it might not be the first official canon movie of the DCU which okay. is kind of frustrating I'm just but. afraid don't like turn it into MCU where you have to you have to come out every time where this falls in line in the film exactly in the yeah. universe. I hope that's not the case. Yeah, who knows? Who we'll knows? See. So yeah, we'll check out Blue Beetle. We'll contribute to its uh, box office a little bit, and yeah, we'll talk about that next week. Wonderful. Speaking of that, I'll give a quick uh, fantasy movie update, and then we can get out of here. How about it? So uh, this is week thirty update. And I'm happy to say that Barbie is still kicking along with Oppenheimer and things like that. We're getting some new movies this week. So in first is, uh, is David, as I mentioned, uh, Barbie's still rocking. Um, It's probably going to pass super Mario at the box office, at least this month, I would think, which would make it the biggest of 2023. And David still, that's all his movies. Um, But he has legally blonde three. And I don't know if he's ever going to swap it out. I think he's too proud. I don't know. <laughs> but that's still there. Uh, Jeff's in second. When um, Cody's in third. Not a lot of movement there from them. Not a lot of movies out right now for them. Then I'm in fourth. I got a little bump from Blue Beetle this week. Uh, and Problemista is allegedly releasing next weekend. But that was pushed back once. And it was pushed back two weeks. So I don't know if it'll be pushed back again. We'll see. And then Bottoms releases the week after that, which I'm excited for. And then Brian is in fourth uh, and he has uh, strays releasing this week uh, against my blue beetle. We'll see who wins that little box office matchup Uh, and mission impossible just crossed 500 million this week, which is exciting. So, and he also dropped drive away dolls, which was his, uh, it was an Ethan Cohen movie. It was pushed to February, which is a bummer. So he picked up foe, which looks like a sci-fi Saoirse Ronan romance movie, which looked kind of cool. Uh, so we'll see that. That's in October. Then it's Jackson, who is still rocking with Oppenheimer, still raking in at the box office. It's the highest grossing film in history to never be number one at the box office domestically. Which That's is cool. so wild. That's really interesting. So wild. So it's still going strong, like has 600 million at the box office now. So still still cooking. Uh, then it's Corbin with uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles still giving him some some money. That crossed 100 million this week. And then, of course... Matt with his two little films still, but he'll be on the board soon. He picked up Equalizer 3, which comes out at the end of the month. So 
very exciting. We have Venice Film Festival coming up. We have Toronto Film Festival coming up. Jackson finally dropped Maxine this week. And uh, unfortunately, and had to do it. Unfortunately, I don't think it's coming out. But you picked up a haunting mm-hmm. in Venice, which is the uh, mm-hmm. in the uh, Hercule Poirot, Poirot, Poirot uh, whatever. Um, Kenneth Branagh, baby. Kenneth Branagh, baby. Oscar Let's winner. Go. Um, and yeah, Venice Film Festival will be at the end of this month, beginning of September. And then we'll get to see reactions of Maestro, which people were uh, coming after this week for Bradley Cooper's prosthetic nose. But uh, interesting. I saw that. Yeah. But then the Bernstein mm-hmm. family came out and defended it. So I don't know. People oh, are did outraged. they? Okay. I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. People are outraged and now they're not. I don't know. We'll see. It's, I mean, did you watch the trailer we'll for see. that? It just seems like Bradley. I haven't seen anything for it yet now. It's like the most I want an Oscar trailer you'll you'll probably watch. Really? He's going for Fantastic. it. So we'll see. Um, so my show will premiere <laughs> in Venice, as will Matt Priscilla. Your movie, The Killer, David Fincher's movie will premiere in Venice. We get some reactions to that, as well Let's as Four Things. You'll have that as well. And then Brian's Ferrari, Michael Mann's movie, Adam Driver, will come out then as well. So there you go. That's the filmography update, and uh, we're done. We did it. Woohoo! Woohoo! amazing jackson where can they follow us on instagram they can follow us on instagram at rough underscore pod click our link in our bio go to our spotify please and uh give us a follow over there because those listens are what determine if we have ads or not so please go listen over there yes we have to feed our families so please give us some <laughs> some listens over there my cats and, are hungry, dude. Yeah, I see I see them in the background and they're just they're just lounging. You can tell they're exhausted and they need fed. So uh, exactly. And also follow <laughs> us on Twitter slash X at roughcut underscore co, where we will post the episodes as well there. So check us out. And uh, with Woo-hoo. that, we will see you next week for uh, some blue beetle action. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.